0: california on sat on saturday too so (laughs) there you go um okay it is time for the kentucky derby draft jd now jd are you going to facilitate this
1: yes that is what i'm here for mike so we have a a draft and what we're (laughs) really relying on um our wonderful hosts to do Is we want to pick the top nine finishers in this race. There's not a top nine, but there is that extra super duper prize that you can win. I don't know what it will be this year for getting all of the derby horses in order. We want to get slots one through nine handled for everybody. And then we'll focus on the other on the others. So we do have an order and uh, it was a very surprising order. I don't know, Mike or Louie, can you touch on how the order was drawn for this L- draft? Ladies
0: first. <laughs> That's it. It's ladies first.
2: I mean, you guys really screwed up there because uh, I am definitely going to take Epicenter as my pick, and so it's basically Epicenter and then everybody else as far as I'm concerned in the Derby. Um, and so, yeah, you guys lose already. <laughs> we already <laughs> so we'll lost. I mean, yeah, he's, he's just... He's a really, really um, physically very impressive horse. I mean, we're already off to such a a super hot start with, um, he's a gun runner, right? I'm going off memory here, but uh, with gun runner as a sire, he does run and train and he's in the barn in those um, earplugs because he's just a horse that gets very excited. Uh, I was around the barn when they were walking him the other day and even in the shed row when he's just walking like in the afternoons or in the mornings, he actually hates being behind other horses like he plays this game where it's like being you know driving on the road and like you can't you can't help but pass somebody like you you can't let them pass you and so he's always trying to catch up to the next horse in front of him and they're like all right slow down buddy like we're just walking uh so he's so competitive i mean his work recently was outstanding the day before when he galloped he was like jumping out of his skin ready to go the exercise rider was just trying to keep him under a nice hold uh and keep him contained so I mean, he checks all the boxes for me based off of past performances, you know, the physical look to him. I'm obviously a, a little bit curious as to how he'll handle kind of the crowd and the Derby Day stuff. But the Asmussen Barn is, I'm sorry, Asmussen is what we're saying now. Uh, uh, yeah. is, you know, they did this with Midnight Bourbon. They schooled him t- so many times on Derby Week. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see Epicenter in the paddock almost every day. Right. uh in derby week making an appearance because he's just that kind of high energy horse but he's one that um has really come into his own recently and i think the the barn has been you know kind of quietly confident but i did hear from a uh As-Muzzin, As-Muzzin. uh insider that they truly feel that this is their best shot they said in a long time but i think they might have said ever uh to win the derby and granted they had Gunrunner in the derby who finished third so he was a pretty good horse. And if they feel that strongly about this horse, that's a
3: big deal. Yeah. I was just going to say my, my personal notes here, you know, the distance of the Louisiana Derby didn't bother him. Right. So that's really positive. Mm-hmm. The works yeah. look super professional. I agree with Megan. Like he's, if all of the things about his personality are true, then he's just a professional, like high stress horse, which is fine. Right. As long as he's a pro. Right. And yeah. he's won a, lot, a couple different ways actually in his races too. Right. We've seen him go to the front and stay out front. We've seen him stalk. So if he's able mm-hmm. to do, you know, you have to be able to adapt sometimes. Maybe he gets the 18. Maybe he gets the two. Who knows in the Derby, right? Right. So if he has to do something different. I, I'm with Megan, at least on that part. He's not. He would not have been my number one pick. I want to be really clear on something. What? I, I want to be really clear. <laughs> it's not going to be shocking if Pepper percenter wins the Derby. Well,
1: well Louie, uh, you have the third pick. So maybe you'll get your first pick because who maybe. knows what big fudge is going to go with? Because I sure I, yeah. I think I'm going to
0: take Louie's number one pick. And. Although, because what would have been my number one pick, I just do not like horses coming off a loss going into the Derby. So I'm going to take White Abario with my pick. Uh, White <laughs> He's Abario. He's coming off
2: a loss. He won last time. No, but
0: my pick that I would have wanted to pick is coming off oh, a oh, loss. Oh, oh
2: okay, okay. So
0: I'm not going with my heart, my favorite hockey player. I'm not going with him. I'm gonna go with White Barrio. Uh, we do. You, mean, like, you shouldn't
2: have sat next to Mike. He's like reading off of your notes. He's no, like I, I I, I,
0: I was gonna go this uh-huh. way.
2: Okay, okay. And okay. I just know
0: that uh, you know when I, I'm a, I like the strike system. I like, uh, and uh, and I have a feeling he's gonna play out really strong when we judge him against the strike system. Uh, White Barrio, for whatever reason, I feel like this horse is overlooked, and he's done nothing wrong. He's gonna, he could go off seven, eight to one. Cool. And I think this horse wins the Kentucky Derby.
2: Wow. Okay. All right, I so mean, he, I'm excited to see him on track. I haven't seen him on track yet, they don't think they've shipped in. Um, but yeah, he's one that the the barn is super confident about. They say that got, he's got like the biggest heart ever. Uh, and he's just able to kind of handle anything. Like he missed those couple of days of training and then still had that great performance. And that's kind of something that leading up to the Derby, anything could happen. There's so many people, especially now, right. You're going to have a, a yes. normal Derby. So it's going to be, a lot the more people on the backside. Done. There's yep. so there's a lot that goes on that, like mentally, uh, the horse has to be able to overcome. And so maybe he's a good pick there, whereas that could be the one, you know, weakness, let's say, of my pick epicenter.
3: White Abarrio, no question, was my top horse here. He has done nothing wrong. He loves two turns. The Florida Derby is a great predictor of success in the Kentucky Derby. Plus, and the most important thing, and I cannot stress this enough to the listeners of this show. If he wins, we get the greatest man bun and chest hair combination in the history of the Derby in the winner's circle with <laughs> Safi Joseph Jr. Duh! Duh, I'm so heartbroken that I do not you've, get to pick White of Mario.
2: You've got some young trainers in here, Safi being one of them, you know. I mean, Johnny Ortiz sure. is another. And so it's, yep. it's, this seems to be kind of a, a wide open wide open year as far as some of the trainers that we'll see. Obviously we've got, you know, Brad Cox and Asmus and, and and all that and Todd Plutcher, but, uh, but yeah, there's some kind of new shooters, um, if you will, awesome. in a big race like this.
3: All right. So we'll go to me next. Um, and I cannot believe I make the show sheet and I get the third pick. <laughs> that was a stupid move. All right. This is where I get th- It's time for silly season people. I'm taking Taba. This is the freak of the Derby. Sometimes okay. justify wins. Um, And I'm going to trust that Tim Yakty, and the trainer understands the Baffert methodology. And so uh, I'm also just a, a lover of the Santa Anita Derby as a predictor for mm-hmm. the, uh, the Kentucky Derby. If you've listened to this show before, you know that I, I, I really rely on predictor races. It's why I liked white I trust the Florida Derby to be a predictor. Um, I love the Santa Anita Derby as a predictor. And so I'll take Taba, the Santa Anita uh, Derby winner Um Eds in the third spot here. Um, my first two picks are off the board. So I'm taking my third pick. His name is Taba. And um, if it's so if the if the athletic freak wins, then um, mm-hmm. I will have had him uh, in the third spot. I actually don't hate getting Taba here. I'll be honest, because I do think there's a chance that he's just physically the best horse
1: in this field. All right. So yeah. Are I, he's the first round. Sorry, Megan, go ahead. No, it's okay. It's okay.
2: I was going to say he's, he's the one like question mark horse for me because totally. his performance was so good. He was so strong. I do also want to say that the exercise rider for Bob Baffert's big horses and Berto Gomez yeah. um, has moved over to the Tim Teen barn. And so oh, he's still been riding these horses every morning. So I believe you'll see him at Churchill downs. I don't know what that is what the rules are on that um but yeah he's he now works for the yak team barn and uh and so he at least that stayed the same whereas sometimes you get a rider that doesn't know these horses as well and and that can kind of change some things up and he's he's been on so many of the big backward horses in the past couple of years
3: yeah and it's that five furlong, six furlong sort of workout tab that we see coming in the last workout at santa anita so not even at churchill downs keeping the horses at santa anita until they come right. in today, you know Monday, Tuesday of Derby week, that kind of thing. And so all of, all of that methodology, at least, has been the same with Taba. And so I'm just – if I have to pick third, I'm going to take Taba third. There you go. Okay.
1: So, Louie.
3: Yes, sir. Not
1: only uh, did you make the draft order, you also decided it was not a snake draft. So instead I know I of actually getting two straight, we're going to go back <laughs> to Megan. And Megan will yes! actually get the next selection here. So. Off the board, epicenter, White Abario, and Taba in that order. Megan, Mm -hmm. I feel like you might be getting your second choice overall here. Is that correct?
2: This, I think, I probably am. Yeah, I'm going to take Zandon.
1: This is Uh, way more fun than I thought it was going to be. This is awesome.
2: (laughs) This would be a thing we do every year now. Um, Yeah, I'm going to take Zandon for sure. I think he. I, I wish actually you could see this full picture because this horse has a massive stride on him. I mean, he covers. So much ground, it is insane. And I remember even taking pictures of him that day and be like, How long is this horse? Because he seems like he's just uh, stretches across quite a few lengths. And Chad Brown, I think, has been really impressed by him. Um, in the interviews that I've heard, he thinks he's got a pretty good chance, uh, with this horse. In fact, the best chance he's had in, in a long time. Uh, and yeah, I thought his performance was fantastic as he won the bluegrass, I believe it was. Um, and so. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Zan, and I think he deserves to be possibly. I mean, second choice for me, right? Second, second in the point standings, but uh, he's he's right there, yeah.
0: Which also means I get my second pick, JD. Oh,
2: um, look ooh. at that!
0: So I'm gonna go with <laughs> Mark Messier, New York Ranger.
2: Okay.
0: Yes, no. I, I listen. I I I loved Messier from the beginning, um, and yeah, I think you've been the,
2: high on that horse for a long time.
0: And, you know, he didn't get the greatest – he didn't have the greatest performance in the San Diego Derby. Uh, Do you think he is capable of winning this race? If there's a horse that's not going to be coming off a win that's going to win this race, I think he's got a good shot. And I will go with Messier.
2: He's one of those that, you know, we talked about, everybody talked about, and was just blown away by. And I feel like we've seen that before, especially from baffer horses that kind of like pop early and – you know, they're like, oh, my God, look at that. So talented. And then they kind of end up nowhere. Or is it the situation in which he had a bad race? We talk about that all the time, you know, and kind of draw a line through that and then is able to come back and everybody's forgotten about him because of that performance. And so you actually get him at a little bit more of a price. So I'm really curious to see how that plays out in the pari-mutuel wagering, because he was like everybody's buzz horse for months, you know, and now he's just like, kind of at the bottom of the list for a few people.
3: Messier, by the way, there's a possibility, even in the early part of his career here, he's in every other type, right? Runs Mm -hmm. at Los Al doesn't like it, wins the Robert B. Lewis, comes back, runs second. Reminds me a bit of Medina Spirit last year, frankly. And so, you know, there's a possibility that he fits that mold. And and so I I don't hate that at the fifth pick at all.
0: No, it's not good. I'm happy. Okay.
3: Cool. Um, the horses I had side-by-side, side, third and fourth, are going to be the third and sixth picks of this draft. And JD is about to jump out of his chair because I got crown pride in spot six. Let's go. Go, Japan. Whoa. Let's go. Go, Japan. Because here's number one. <laughs> we need way more Japanese celebrations at horse races. Not, not, not even close. Yes. Just, just, I mean, so what I need really is the white of Barrio crown pride exacta. And all, and I need a Japanese man bun celebration that's what i need i don't know how to set it up but i need it um i'll say crown pride <laughs> i love the recent work it's hard to overlook by the way worldwide the performance of japanese horses recently it's been incredible. so i think of him more as a japanese horse than i do a uae derby horse so to me he's not a uae derby horse he's a japanese horse that fits the model that we've seen since the breeders cup it traveled to the arabian peninsula we saw that all we saw all those races in front of us. He seems to like the Churchill Downs surface. I get Crown Pride in the sixth pick. Let's go. I'm in Derby season.
2: You are excited about that. I love it. It's uh, it's good. It's it's great. Um, what's interesting about Crown Pride too is that you know the Japanese um have a, they did this with Lonnie. We we see this kind of time and time again with them. They bring these horses over and they have a very different training style um, from us in general, but they, they don't adapt to our ways, right? Like, it's not like they come over here and they take the horse out of the barn and they, you know, walk to the track, they jog a little bit back up and then start their workout. And that's it, which is typical of American horse racing, uh, training. And and you see differences in every country, but that horse is on the track for forever. I mean, he comes from the quarantine barn and granted he's all alone in the quarantine barn. So I, I think unless summer is tomorrow is there now too, but, Um, he comes to the track, he, he, they jog them, they bend them, which is really great horsemanship and it's excellent for the horse warming up. I mean, that's what I do with my horses before I I take them out to a show or if I'm going to jump them or anything like that. Um, and then they go around the track, but I mean, it's great because he gets to kind of take everything in, especially as we said you've got a normal derby season. So there's going to be people at the track in the morning. So he's getting to take all of that in. He's getting you know, Susan. all his muscles warmed up before he does anything. And I think that that's fantastic. Um, he's also a horse that is interesting because he runs in, you know, equipment that we don't always see. If JD wants to throw that picture back up. I mean, this horse is, he's, he's got a few things uh, going on. He does run in a ring bit. So he looks like he's a little bit strong. In fact, I thought he looked like he was taking off with the rider a few times and there were some conflicting reports from some people that are uh, on the airwaves there at Churchill Downs that said that he had worked like four times in a week and a half, but that is not true. He was just, he was running off with a rider. And so the ring bit does give you a little bit more leverage and you can kind of hold that horse a little bit more. Um, In addition, he also has those uh, cups over his eyes and oftentimes in various places, especially in um, Asia, Um, you get a little bit more of like a sandier track. And so they get a little bit, they get a lot more kickback. And so that those cups just help to protect it. He's not actually blinded by anything because they're clear as you can see, but um, it's, it's something that they are going, they have been breezing with here. He doesn't gallop with them, but I would think that that's something if they're breezing with it up to this point, they're going to include on race day, which obviously he's a horse that comes from off the pace. That's going to be the case here again. So He's, he's just a really, really interesting contender and one to keep your eye on. And a lot of people have just been taken with him because he stays on the track for so long. Right. Um, but also, he, he worked a bullet the other day, like 46 and changed for four furlongs. So it was, that's a, he was that, pretty that's impressive. A
1: piece of, that's a piece of equipment, Megan, that you'll see often at Woodbine with their type of synthetic surface. Yeah. We right. do see a lot of horses at Woodbine where very similar equipment. Um, so mm-hmm. it's not, uh, it's not unheard of here in North America, but it is a right. bit unusual and something important to to point out.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: So by the way, I, I want to say we're through six picks. My, my top six on my personal list that I have in front of me are all gone. Okay. So, well, so I'm, now I'm you a gotta little worried. Guessing. I'm a little worried. This show <laughs> is ruining all of us and making us all think the same way. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if I'm proud or like what, like, I'm just I, very <laughs> horse racing, happy hour so far. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. this way too much. All right, Megan, go ahead. You got something.
2: Okay. Um, so I'm really between two horses in here. Uh, actually a few, here's, here's the thing. Logically I, I should probably go with smile happy or cyber knife. Um, so if we're talking about like the top, well, I don't know. I, I like those two, but I actually think I might go with Barber Road because he will probably be my <laughs> What I can't hear what my say. Barber Road will probably hit be the board. included. I think he's going to hit the board too, and he. I I didn't like his his last work at first because. Uh, I just saw the stretch part of it, and it really looked like they were urging the horse a lot. They were really encouraging him to run. I thought, man, those horses have got nothing. Um, But I actually did get the chance to talk to Johnny Ortiz, the trainer, this morning, and I asked him about it. And he was like, actually, that was completely intentional. This horse is a closer. The stretch is a lot longer at Churchill Downs than it is at the other tracks that he's run at. And we just need him to finish a little bit more. We want him to come running. And so that's what we taught him. So they went a lot slower um on the front end and you know kind of gradually worked it up then they really pushed him in the final part of that work and actually he galloped out in a faster time than some of the other horses had that morning and so he is definitely a horse that takes a little bit of momentum to get up to speed but I think that's what you're going to see from him come race day and I also got some inside information that I don't think has uh been written about yet or anything like that because Johnny just told me this morning that I was one of the first to know or the first but they're actually not going to run him in blinkers on race day which has been very typical for him they're taking them off and the thought process with that is they're hoping he just breaks a little bit better to get some competitive um positioning but also he thought that with all the trouble that happens in the derby because it does i mean it's not like might happen in the derby there's trouble in the first turn every single derby <laughs> if you're there and you're sitting anywhere near the front turn or uh, first turn rather you just hear riders yelling at each other and it's just, it is absolute chaos. And he thought if that's going to happen, I really want to give my horse the best chance possible to just see everything around him and be spatially aware and not hopefully get just knocked out. Because a lot of times for some horses, if you've got significant trouble in that first turn, your race is over, especially if you're a horse that needs a particular type of spot. So I think I'm going to go with Barbara road just to give you that information, but also because I really feel strongly, that he could, he could hit the board. Um, and, and you're, you're going to get a pretty decent price. So we'll put him in there.
0: I guess that means Plus I got to give
2: Louie the chance to get one of those horses.
0: Well, I'll take, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take Brad Cox and Frenchie then and I'll take Cyberknife and, okay. uh, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, I was I was gonna go Barbaro Road with my pick because I thought for sure you were not gonna take him. But uh, I, I know take, I surprised you.
2: It's good. <laughs> I will take Cyber with my pick. Okay. Uh,
0: right.
3: So Cyber beat Secret Oath, who's apparently the greatest filly to ever live um, in the Arkansas Derby. Um,
1: uh, and Megan I no, no, before, no, before that
3: race. No, to be no. fair, he did what we thought he could do. Right. Yeah. It, to be fair in that race, he's a little mm-hmm. green. I think by the time he gets to the Derby, he's going to be less green. I trust Brad Cox. So I, I like that pick. I, um, I
2: still don't like his works though. I will say that, okay. you know, as far as a horse developing and what you're like, Oh, he was a little green last time he ran or whatever. I still think mentally uh, and his works were mm. okay and time wise and whatever, but watching him do it, he just seems to be a little bit of a quirky horse. I think he's still kind of playing around. There's a bit of immaturity there. But I really want to see him kind of hone in as we get closer to Derby Day. So that that's probably my one concern. Just watching his replay and then watching some of these works.
3: I'm going to mention a horse that I'm not going to take here, because I think we're trying to pick a winner. Is that not is that what we're doing here? Top nine. We yeah, yeah, yeah. The nipples left. There we go. All right. So, um, uh, Mo Donegal is a horse I really like. I just don't okay. like the Wood Memorial as a prep as a prep. So honorable mention to Mo Donegal, whatever that looks like. I'm going to take a horse that I've always just liked and our guy, Antonio Sano with simplification third in the okay. Florida Derby g- was great in the fountain of youth, just a horse. I've always liked if, if he can regain that fountain of youth form, that's a horse that can win the Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. has a feel of a Messier, but in Florida rather than on the West coast. And so I, I don't, I don't think he wins the Derby, but if he's in your, in your, you know, uh, your your high five or your your super something like that. I'll go ahead. Yeah. I'll take simplification in the ninth spot here. Just a horse that I've always liked, to, really good two turn horse. And so um yeah, so I'll, I'll take simplification in the last spot. Even though I do think Mo Donegal is the kind of horse that gets into the five path in the Derby and just picks up the pieces and, and does a Tacitus and finishes third or fourth, that kind of thing. Um, but, <laughs> and Megan knows exactly what I'm talking about. So I just yeah. I really. I like both of those horses. We literally went through all the horses. I had Cyberknife in in the seventh spot. And so. um, um,
2: I I would say he's one of Simplification is one of those horses that, again, kind of everybody was talking about for a long time before the circuit, right? Like Messier on the California circuit. Like that was kind of the buzz horse. And then everyone's just gotten really, really quiet on him uh, with the recent performances. But I mean, you're totally right about the pick it up checks part of it, because if you remember, uh, trainer Antonio Sano. Also trained a horse named Gunavera, who right. made his career. Uh, he earned over five and a half million dollars. Most of those were second and thirds in some really big races. And so, I think I've mentioned to me the show, simplification is the Gunavera of 2022. That's if anyone
3: chaotic. wants to cut me in on the ownership of the next Gunavera, I'm very available. This <laughs> is
2: <laughs> the next Gunavera. Like, that would be great. Okay,
3: <laughs> Antonio, if you're watching, which I know you are. I mean, come on, let's <laughs> be realistic. <Come laughs> Obviously, we'll let's go. I want to yeah. be in on simplification. What a great horse. I mean, just probably, <laughs> you know what? Put him in my number one spot. Never mind. <laughs> Listen,
2: well, I just Tammy love his story. Like, is actually the owner of this horse. So that's easy to talk to. If
0: you, Bobo. if you all don't remember his uh, Santos story, just about getting kidnapped twice and getting getting out of Venezuela and just like all the crazy yeah. stuff, it was incredible. I just, know. I yeah, he's, and then just be careful. Uh, If you are in the barn area, the last time he had a derby horse, he bit a bit our female co-host, so Megan, uh, be careful. Well,
2: I probably have years of horsemanship on whoever that was, so that I'm not too concerned true. about it.
0: <laughs> zero days. It got yes, me good, we do. But good thank for you. you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm all
3: set there. Uh,
0: yeah. Anybody? I mean, I, I honestly think like I don't. Where did I,
3: we leave out of the top nine, JD?
1: Top, I yeah. I'm surprised Tony Port did not make the top nine, and really, I think part of that with with Tawny Port, obviously we didn't know if the horse was going to like dirt, but that figure came back so strong after a strong figure in Jeff Ruby finishes. Like, I think Tawny Port will probably be uh, in the betting pools within, you know, I think might be better than a couple of the horses that we have in the, in the top nine. Honestly, mm-hmm. I,
0: I would say that w- there is probably more parody amongst the top ten derby horses than we've seen in a long time.
3: I think Megan disagrees with you. I think she thinks that Epicenter is 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 considerably I do. Than I think horse.
2: I think it is Epicenter and then everybody else. There it is.
3: There it is. But, All right.
2: But the everybody else, like I can't I really it's hard for me to kind of separate there. That that's a that's just a I mean you I him and then the, you just go whatever.
0: I don't think this is a triple crown year. Let's just put it that way.
2: Oh
3: Interesting. I don't know. I'm with Megan. I if you if you, I think, really, yeah, you especially know? if you think Epicenter is that kind of horse and he's won a yeah. lot of different ways, there's no reason to yeah. think that he can't do that over 5 weeks. Yeah.
2: I, I think Epicenter can win the Triple Crown. I don't know that I feel that strongly about any of the other contenders. Okay. Maybe Zandon. I mean, which was wow. my second choice. So Yeah. Uh, but I I don't feel nearly as strong about Zandon as I do about Epicenter.
3: Okay. So I is about to win the triple crown. White everybody Barrio. just white. white, white <laughs> um, I didn't okay. get white of Mario though. So Tay was going to win the triple crown. There you go. Uh, the, <laughs> but this was fun. Megan, did you Possibly. enjoy our NFL draft style um, since you got uh, the our, first our derby draft? Picks? I bet that was, yeah, great. I mean,
2: it was, you worked out really great for me. I don't know why I got that because <laughs> I mean, it seems like Mike should have maybe gotten the top spot, but okay uh so yeah i I feel really good about about it.
0: You would have <laughs> still gotten the same two horses,
2: okay, well, there you go. so there it
3: is, yeah, I think a lot of us got yeah. top horses that we really liked i'm I'm very it gives me a reason to bet a heavy exacta that we landed on the same top three, frankly oh yeah did you have who did you have in your top three Megan? I should ask actually
2: like in general uh it who is was on your center. board
3: in the top three yeah.
2: Epicenter, Zandon, and then I, I'm i very curious about Taba. And like I said, I, I think you you have a horse pick up the pieces like a possible Barber Road or a Crown Pride.
3: Okay. Mike, who and I, I mean,
2: I don't dislike White Barrio too, so I, I don't really know what to do there.
3: Got it. Are you more likely, Megan, I just want to ask, like, so if you were to bet this as a single race to bet, mm-hmm. say, Epicenter top, and then you have a second tier of horses and then a third tier for the try, that kind of thing?
2: Um, I think I don't feel strongly enough. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you'd have to, you you probably box a lot of horses with the, it depends on how much you want to spend, right? Because you're boxing in both the second and third spot in that kind of a trifecta. Whereas if you just play like an exacta, you give yourself, you know, a little bit more of a chance possibly to hit it, obviously for less than you would if you hit the trifecta. Um, But you save a little bit more. So it just kind of depends on on what kind of a a play you have there. But yeah, I would I would definitely be keying epicenter.
3: Yeah, early in the points uh, era, we had thirty to one, thirty-three yeah. to one, kind of horses hit second. Right. So I know exactly yeah. what Megan's talking about, where you can get a, you know, a horse in that second spot that really makes it, especially with this many horses. I mean, the exact hits for mm-hmm. fifty, sixty to one, that kind of number. And so you I know, mean, if,
2: even last year, I I loved Mandaloon, so I I know both Mike and I bet Mandaloon. We've got tickets sure. that will never be cashed on that horse, <laughs> and he was twenty to one. Yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure I had a Yeah, that exactly. will never be cash. Yeah. Uh
2: huh. So, you know, it, it even is – you're right because that happened as recently as last year.
3: There you go. So, um, I I think uh, as we close the Derby draft, which was wildly successful and I really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, you're talking. I know. We should have done my, this my as a whole show on been, its own. My third ho- horse would have been epicenter. I would not have gone Zanin just because I do not like that path through Keeneland to the Derby. I would not have had Zanin in my top five. Well,
3: there you go. I was white a Barrio epicenter than Taba, if anyone cares who my top three right now for the Derby are. Megan, you and I are both – I just, well, I just have an issue, though, with Taba, just how lightly raced he is. Sure. And now you're going to put him
0: – I mean, he was incredible in Santa Anita, right? Yeah. But now you're putting mm-hmm. him in a much bigger field, sure. traveling for the first time. He's so green. I just uh, – Taba might end up – Hashtag justify. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know.
3: Maximum security.
0: Yeah. Maximum security was, was, had more races than that. He ran as a two-year-old. Yeah. He
3: had two, two, two – two turn – two – two – Two turn races. This is Tabor's. Tabor's only had what?
0: <laughs> only had three races, right? I'm
3: saying is, not a lot of two turn experience.
0: So, yeah, but I'm just saying experience in general, and especially the big field. I just sure, something's I, up. I, yeah, well,
3: I get it. it's just a freak. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, it could be. Could well, be. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure
3: we'll have more
2: on that for the uh for our race on, or I'm sorry, our show on yep. Saturday with the uh, preview show on ESPN Mobile. So if you liked but, this, this is just a little taste of what you're gonna get. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you're gonna get a ton of handicapping on Friday. Obviously, uh, that's why we only do two hours on Friday. We do three hours because we're gonna recap what's, which is always a great Oaks day. You know, yeah. this is this is the Breeders' Cup, the preview. There's a reason why they're six months apart. You know, this day at Churchill Downs and the Breeders' Cup, and you're gonna get just what was it 13 great stakes races and they're just uh they're incredible fields and uh it's going to be a lot of fun so again espn six eighty. you just say hey siri hey alexa hey oh wait my no, siri's google. actually trying to go hey google <laughs> uh, hey cortana if you still have a cortana does anyone use cortana anymore what everybody uses cortana okay um you, i want to stream espn 680 and siri's <laughs> trying to do it right now <laughs> right <laughs> siri's listening to me right now um So, yeah, just say, you know, stream us. We'll be live from Churchill Downs Friday, 12 to 2. And on Derby Day, 11 to 2, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. We have a blast together. And then after that Derby show, Louie and I start drinking heavily.
3: I I start drinking heavily after the Oaks show because I'm unlike Megan. I don't have another job after Oaks, after the 2 o'clock hour. No, the Uh uh, thing, too, that's very cool. We have a text line um, so you can actually text into the show. Um, last year, Megan's dad found out she was getting married on uh, on the show. <laughs> so that was pretty great. Maybe
2: exciting. I'll break some more news this year.
3: <laughs> yeah, so maybe this year we'll break some more news like that, you know, that I'm getting married or something, but no, that's, I'm already married. <laughs> right. It's not that. So, uh, but no, those shows are really fun. And so hopefully people will jump up and uh, and hang out with us those days. I, um, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I don't get to go to Preakness this year for lots of personal reasons, but uh, so I got to get all of my all my horse racing triple crown stuff out of Derby this year. So there you go. There you I'm go. actually very interested to see the crowd full again at Churchill down. So that should be really
2: cool. It'll be exciting.
0: Um, and I It'll will not again. obviously be a pregnant because we'll be having a graduation party and I just personal news. I mean, people have been following my daughter did yeah. commit, to her college uh, basketball team. So she's going to be going to play Woo! college basketball at the University of St. Francis in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's an NAI school uh-huh. that has won a national championship recently. And honestly, I've gone back, and I can't find the last time they had a losing season. They have Indiana. Their their team is full of Indiana all-stars, and she is the uh, lone Kentucky player <laughs> from uh, on, on the roster. Really pumped about it. And, uh, yeah, so Derby Week is going to be a whole lot of fun. And uh, yeah. I hope you guys tune in. We're going to pay the tab and get out of here. Lou, you got any parting words while
3: I key up the music? Because I, I forgot to keep the music. I I, I don't have <laughs> parting words, but Megan is very good at parting words. She yeah, um, laughs hysterically. No more goat
2: babies, but I do now have a sweatshirt that says goat mom. So that's the news right, right there. Yeah. And then it says hashtag farm life underneath i really nope, thought Mom somebody Susan. would comment on it at some point but you didn't so it's fine i'll just bring it up now while waiting for mike to close the show which what are you going to download this for my future all right let's
3: get out of here <laughs>
1: we'll see you next time oh, no
3: take me home.